Vav Nisan Taf Shin Pei. Coming to you live from the home office of Ariel Tours in my apartment in Brooklyn, New York. I'm Mayor Weingarten. Welcome to the Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. Rifainu Hashem, that's the uh, theme song that we open up the show with every week, as long as this coronavirus is going to go on. We don't usually have a opening song, as many many shows do. We try to give a variation or a, um, a, a, a potpourri, a selection, 
a variety, that's the word I was looking for, not a variation, a variety of songs, but um, our crack staff here all agreed. We took a vote. (laughs) And we all agreed that uh, we should open each week with this beautiful song by Ariel Zilber, Rafainu Hashem Vene Rafe. May God send us a refuah, health, speedy recovery to all those who need it. There should be no more senseless deaths. We experienced um, one that hit close to home yesterday with the passing of uh, our dear friend Noach Dear, who I know for the last... um, I don't know, maybe 30 years. And has always been such a great public servant, so caring for everybody and anybody. He was just a caring person who wanted to help people, and he was successful at doing that, very successful. And unfortunately, he, uh, after a struggle of about, 10 days to 2 weeks he's he passed away yesterday and uh, and the family can't even on some level have the tanhumim of uh, people coming and telling them about all the great great things that he's done for them and all the goodness that he brought into the world hopefully people will do that by phone just had to say that at the top Um, this is the Israel show my name is Mayor Weingarten we are on the Nachum Siegel Network and we are live as we are each and every Monday immediately following JM and the AM 9 AM Eastern Time 4 PM Israel Time around the world wherever you are whatever time it is that's the time we're on and we're happy that we're able to continue doing these live shows from uh, from anywhere, basically, <laughs> these past few weeks, from uh, my apartment. We have all the uh, necessary equipment here, so we could do that. And we're happy that you're joining along, whether you're joining live or on demand, like many do, at the uh, Nahum Siegel Network app on the archives, and uh, NachumSiegel.com on the archives there as well. And all the archives are going back uh, seven and a half years for our show, the Israel show, and for every other show that's been on this network and continues to be on this great network. You can listen to them. You have a lot of time now. You can listen to a lot of different great programming. Um, just in the shadow of the song of Fe'enu Hashem, <clears throat> I saw this yesterday, uh, by a great journalist who I don't always agree with but respect. His name is Ben Dror Yamini. He writes for Idiot. And he he wrote an article, and the, the, the point is not what he wrote in the article. The point is, meaning the, the message of his article, the point is that he started the article with a count of where Israel ranks amongst the Western nations as far as deaths due to coronavirus per million uh, per per population per million, so obviously you have a, a precise number. It's not it it it's not the um, the actual number of people that 
that passed away or died from this virus, it's obviously prorated to um, to be a. It's not nominal. It's 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 prorated to be um, a, a number that has some meaning to it if you're comparing to other countries. So, according to this, and this was as of yesterday, in Spain, 409 per million. That's the highest. Belgium, Belgium, we didn't hear a lot about Belgium, 419 per million. In Italy, 358 per million. These are deaths due to corona. In France, 263 per million. And there's a pretty decent drop to Holland, 183 per million. Britain, um, no, we'll skip Britain because I'm not sure if that number is correct. I might have copied that wrong. And it goes on and on. In the United States, according to this, 86 per million, which is rather low. Germany, 45. Norway, 28. Canada, 27. Israel, 16. 16. And of all the countries that you can rely on to give you accurate statistics, there are only two according to him, that are in a better place, Finland and Japan. That is such an amazing statistic. And it gives us such a great feeling of Kadosh Baruch who has given our leadership the, the, the brains, if you will, has given our leadership the tools to confront this properly and have it cost the least number of lives possible. And it is very special. It's very, very special. I, I was very touched by it to think that of all the countries in the world, and we've spoken about this many times on the show, that as small as Israel is, as surrounded by enemies as it is, never having a day of peace, its accomplishments as a nation in the world, in the group of nations, are amazing. And they are a Kiddush Hashem. I've heard it said by some rabbis that after the Holocaust, and tonight is Holocaust Memorial, begins Holocaust Memorial Day, Chafzai in Nisan. That after the Holocaust, the Goyim, the nations of the world, and many Jews would, would say, where's your God? You're the Jewish people, you're the ones that God cares about, you're blessed, you're chosen. How did, how did he allow that, he being God, allow that to happen in the Holocaust? And obviously, none of us have answers for that, but that is obviously a chilul Hashem, showing Hashem in a negative light. But right after, right after the Holocaust, we have the state of Israel becoming an independent state, and we see what has grown out of it, and we realize that it is the opposite it is the antidote of the Chilol Hashem that the nations of the world saw in us or in our in our God, so to speak. 
and now see what a beautiful, successful country has come about and could only have been with the blessing of Hashem. Not me, I haven't, I'm not saying this, this is other rabbis that I've heard and read, but it really hits home for me, it's such a beautiful thing. Kobe Peretz and Yaakov Shveki, Afilu Bahastara, even when we don't see the hand of Hashem, Bahastara, Bivadai, we all know for sure that God's hand is there and God is guiding us all. May He continue to guide us and protect us and save us from everything bad that's happening these days. My name is Mayor Weingarten. You're tuned to the Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network.
יעקב שוויקי ואת קובי פרץ ואפילו בהסתרה as we get ready for Yom HaShoah which is tonight in Israel starting in just a few hours and I know in Israel the mood is already somber and all the public places are closing all the eateries and so forth and they'll be closed throughout the day tomorrow not that they were actually come to think of it they weren't open today either and so usually they would be closing now or around now um, so the Irgun Rabbanet Sohar the organization of rabbis who um, go by the name of Tzohar who are very active and do a lot of great uh, work when it comes to marriages but also have um, a lot of initiatives that are aimed at the general Israeli public and especially those in the Israeli public who would consider themselves God-fearing even though let's say wouldn't be practicing uh, full orthodoxy the way we uh, might practice it but they feel emunim they're called many in this Farda communities and so forth have a strong belief a strong connection to tradition but in a different way and they reach out to these groups in many beautiful ways and this year they have been working for a very long time on a program for Yom HaShoah and it's interesting that it became all the more relevant with the advent of the coronavirus but uh, this is something that was in the works for quite a while and um, they're proposing a small, quick but important ritual that a family should have on the eve of Yom HaShoah and we know in Jewish history that that's the way we celebrate holidays. We created Chazal and, and the Torah, whether it's uh, uh, the Arisa holidays, the Rabbanon holidays, we always have rituals that go along with the holiday, whether it's the Arba Minim, the blowing of Shofar, the eating of Mount. There's stuff happening. And their idea of adding a ritual for the family, not for the public, not for the public space, because there, in the public space, there is much happening, but in the family, to light six candles, Shabbos candles, but in, in a sense of a zikaron, a ner zikaron, a candle, a, a memorial candle, and to say, a kel male rachamim, they have uh, another uh, option. They have two options for some people who don't want to say Kamali Rachamim, but they should still be part of this national memorial ceremony that everybody should be doing. In addition, that's one that I heard about uh, Rabbi Shai Piron, former Minister of Education. He created a Haggadah which um, now as a result of the coronavirus didn't go out uh, as planned but it was available and is available for free in certain sites um, I will try and see if it is possible to link it on our Facebook page facebook.com 
slash the Israel show so that you can download it if you're interested. Um, as did uh, Haggai ben Artsy, who, who set up also a Haggadah. Haggai ben Artsy's Haggadah, which I haven't seen at all, but is also the story of from going from the Holocaust to the state of Israel. This Mi Sho'alit Kuma. Haggai ben Artsy did one for, uh, did a Haggadah for Yom Yerushalayim as well, and uh, was very successful. So these are different initiatives that are being done. Why? amidst the realization that in the coming decades there won't be any survivors, there won't be anyone who could be an eyewitness, anyone who could describe the undescribable. Um, I'll read to you from the uh, Somet piece. It's online. Um, Not Somet. Sohar. It's online on their website and they have it on their website in English as well. So you can go to, um, where is it? I had it here. Sohar.co.il. Of course, I can't find it when I need it, but I'll find it. Don't worry. We shall find it. Sohar TZ, I believe it is. Sohar.co.il. T-Z-O-H-A-R. T-Z-O-H-A-R dot C-O dot I-L and on top on their in their um, menus you'll see there's an E-N an option for English and if you click on that you'll you can see there the Yom HaShoah Memorial Candle Lighting Ceremony so I'm reading from that page it's a page that you can download you can download in Hebrew you can download in English um, so that uh, it's accessible to to most everybody so they write here, and this they're quoting from the Manifest of the Holocaust Survivors. I'm not sure who wrote that, but uh, it, it, I think, is very relevant. Quote, the community of Holocaust survivors is dying out. In a matter of just a few years, no more will remain on earth, and no one, no one will be able to truthfully say, quote, I remember what happened during the Holocaust, end quote. We will be left with only memorial books, research articles, images, film, and recorded testimonies. And when this occurs, memory of the Holocaust must be transformed from being an integral part of our existence that is imbued, embedded, excuse me, embedded into our flesh and soul. It must be transformed to a treasured artifact. Humanity and future generations must take responsibility for imbuing its memory with content and meaning. Makes a very interesting point. In Jewish tradition, memory, zahor, has inherent value. And we see that so much in everything we do. I'm adding that in here. It's not written. Whether Parshat Zahor, which we read, which is zahor, remember, Zecher Litziat Mitzrayim, that we say is part of so many, so much of our liturgy. Zecher, Jewish tradition memory has inherent value. Yet, I continue now from uh, the, the Tzohar uh, page. Yet, memory in and of itself is not an independent value, rather, it relies upon moral obligation. Memory needs to be the basis of action, a source of strength 
for creating a better world. So I think it's a really nice idea. It's 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 short, as uh, Rabbi Stav, who's the head of Rabbi Nate Sohar, mentioned in his uh, appearance um, this morning on Israeli television. It, the idea is to make something that is short and can have meaning and can be given more meaning by the people that are doing it. So that's now up to us if we want, if you want. I think I will be doing this tonight. It's a beautiful thing. Make sure to be careful with the uh, with the candles. Make sure that someone is around as long as they're burning. But uh, it's a beautiful idea. Six candles and a kelmalai rachamim. Yishai Rebo with Kol Dodi. As we continue the process of Geula. My name is Mayor Weingarten. You are tuned to the Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. להסיר את כל הרע ואת קרננו להרים מתוך תאומות עפר ולהקיץ נרדמים עם תרועת שופר כל דודינה זה בא כך פשטה להשמועה וכל תינוק שנשבע קיבל את הנבואה אז בוא נצא לקראתו בתופים ועוגב שירו לו זמר ולו אשרם שהשם אלוקיו ואז יפוח היום והשקר יתהדר אז יצאו במחול כל איילות השדה וידלגו על הערים ולא מחמת המה תשואלים ומחג והסלע יזרמו מים חיים בין צטרי המדרגה להשקות שושנת המקים ולהקים משכן שיסיר את סבלותינו מכאן דודי דופק, פיתחו לי בניי. הגיע זמן גאולתכם, ולצרותכם אמרתי די. ובאתי לבשר, שלא תבכי יותר אחר. מריחים את המשיח, יותר מכל אבקת רוכל. שלום לך דודי, יצח ואדמון. שפוחם אותך על ושב לבי צרון 
זיכרון שיכיל את כל הנתונים ואז יפרו החיות ושקר יתהדר אז יצאו במחול כל איילות הסדר וידלגו על הערים ולא מלחמה תמעט השועלים ומחג מהסלע יזרמו מים חיים בין צטרי המדרגה להשקות שושנת המקים ולהקים משכן שיסיר את סבלותינו מכאן ישי ריבו, קול דודי. קול דודי דופק. God is knocking on our door. This was the first ישי ריבו song I ever heard, and I fell in love with it instantaneously. And my dear friend Yitzchak Goldschmidt, who is a great composer in his own right, said, keep your eye on him. He is big. That was at a time that very few knew his name. 2014, this song came out. And Yitzchak was right. I remember coming back from Israel after that Pesach and on the Yom HaTzmoot show with Nachum saying... He's going to be big. <laughs> keep your eye on, keep your eye on Yishai Rebo. Baruch Hashem. And his, his music is beautiful. His words are mamash, mamash poetry. I, I don't know what else to say. It is poetry on, on the most beautiful level of words. Of words that are based on our tradition. It's just amazing stuff. My name is Mayor Weingarten. Right? Yeah, last I checked. You're tuned to this show on the Nachum Siegel Network. Yeah, Pesachli finally ended. Pesachli. Pesach finally ended. Isn't that amazing? Somehow I thought it was going to continue until July or something. Uh, in Israel, someone by the name of Ayman uh, Chaj Yichyeh was caught he according to Israeli authorities he for the last 20 years I'm sorry we don't know how many years but he's been spying for Iran for quite a while now he lives in Taiba which is one of the Arab villages cities in the uh, northern part of Israel And um, for 20 years, this is what we should have been saying with the 20 years, he is one of the heads of the political party called Balad. In fact, he was the manager of the party headquarters in Taiba, of Balad. 
He also, by the way, is a member of the BDS movement. The Balad Party is part of the four factions that make up the United Arab List. And it is why Balad, being a member of that list, is why so many in Israel say we cannot have them participate in any coalition, not because of Arabs, but because of Arabs who want to destroy Israel. He's not the first leader of the Balad party to be arrested and uh, found to be a spy for a foreign country. One of the founders of the party was also imprisoned and then later expelled from Israel. And others... If somebody joins the BDS movement that wants to boycott, divest, and sanction the state of Israel, should their representatives be members in the Knesset? Well, the Supreme Court of Israel thought so. So they banned Itamar Ben-Gvir from running, but they allowed Balad to run, a party that openly, openly praises terrorists who killed Jews. Which is why you won't find much about the involvement of this spy for Iran, Ayman Khajikhya. You won't find much about his involvement with Balad, his being a member of the BDS. You won't find any of that in most Israeli news sources. Because it makes the Supreme Court look stupid. Or, let's not say stupid. Let, that's not a nice word. That's what the kids always say when I use that word. That's not a nice word. I know. You're right. It makes them look irresponsible and misguided. So, it's it's, it's covered up like so much uh, news in America that the media don't want you to know about. It's malpractice in journalism. That's what it is. And that's what's taking place in journalism in Israel and America and I'm sure in other places every single day. Real journalism, valid journalism, honest journalism is really dead. I think in Israel it has more of a chance. In America I think it's dead. I don't know if it can be resuscitated. In Israel, thank God, there is a young, relatively young um, cadre of right-wing journalists, most of them Kippasuga. I think the, 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 the head, without a doubt, is head of this group, so to speak, unofficial, is uh, Amit Segal, who we've quoted often, but Kalman Lipskind is one of them. Erel Segal is another one, and others, Kivanovic, and others and others and others that have made their way into the journalistic world. By the way, you might notice the Ayman Chaj Yichye. You might remember the head of the Arab uh, Arab Waqf in, in Yushalayim, whose name was also Chaj Yichye. Chaj is not a name, it's a title. And 
and it is a title given to anybody who made a pilgrimage to Mecca during the Hajj period. You might be familiar with H-A-J, Hajj, which is uh, the word, the way it's said in English, for the pilgrimage to Mecca, the Muslim religious pilgrimage to Mecca. So, when you see somebody whose name is first name, then Hajj, then last name, that's what the Hajj is. Just a, a side point. I wanted to share with you. Um, bum, bum, bum. What else do we got to share with you? Oh, this is very interesting. You know, we all have, we're all facing difficulties when it comes to this situation with corona, social distancing. A major issue in our community um, of Orthodox Jews, observant Jews, is davening with a minion where people who are so used to davening with a minion three times a day with nine other Jews um, can't do it because of this social distancing and there still there's still a lot of back and forth going on of what you can do and what you can't do and so forth but um, there are some dilemmas that are a one time dilemma and the question is how the state of Israel is going to deal with them and one of them is coming up next week next week is the Israel Memorial Day for the fallen soldiers there are tens of thousands of lost lives mostly young lives throughout the wars and terror attacks in Israel and on Yom HaZikaron the Memorial Day traditionally families go to the grave of their loved one who was lost a child somebody loses a child in war or in a terrorist attack in many cases their life is never normal anymore in the best of cases life can somewhat go back to being normal but in many cases it doesn't even do that life has changed and so it's a very special time an emotional time in addition to the yard site, obviously. But thousands and thousands of people come to the cemeteries, to the military cemeteries especially. And now the government is faced with this issue, how they're going to deal with this. Obviously, this is a major problem with social distancing. You're going to have people coming in in unknown numbers at unknown times. And how are you going to make sure that their groups don't get together or big families and so forth. And so um, the government announced that people should not come to the grave sites. And many parents especially, I mean, there are people who lost their brothers. Benjamin Netanyahu is one of them, lost his brother Yoni in the famous Entebbe attack, uh, Entebbe rescue, I should say, and uh, and others um, but mainly people who lost children feel very strongly that they want to go and that the government should find a way to let them have even five minutes at the gravesite. I don't know what's going to happen, but it's something to watch. I guess we'll maybe have more information next week. It's definitely something to watch and see how it's handled. One of the options that have been raised is that the government actually lock down 
these uh, these uh, cemeteries, these military cemeteries, which would be, wow, which would be pretty uh, pretty heavy-handed, but maybe that would, again, be a way of saving lives, and that's what it's all about. It's about saving lives, and that's what Israel's trying to affect. Aaron Razel, Am Yisrael, another great song from a, a great artist, the brother of Yonatan Razel. Also, great words. You miss out so much if you don't understand the Hebrew. Teach your children Hebrew. Equip them for being part of the Jewish people. And this was a message from Mayor Weingarten and the Hebrew and the Learn Hebrew Society that I just made up. Seriously, though. Seriously, seriously. Not knowing Hebrew keeps you outside of an important circle of the Jewish people. Currently, surely if you want to ever look in an older Sefer book of study of Torah or anything else, if it didn't have the muzzle of being translated by Art Scroll, it's a closed book to you. Amongst many other things, go understand Tanakh without knowing Hebrew. You can't even appreciate the beauty. You can't even understand the basic, let alone appreciate the beauty of it. Learn Hebrew. Study Hebrew. More importantly, teach your children Hebrew. Whatever they do in school, find a way to teach them Hebrew. My name is Mayor Weingarten. You're tuned to the Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network.
כמה שאתם מתוקים of babes. Asul Alechad Afilo Lejimbari, for heaven's sakes. My name is Mayor Weingarten. You and you and you and you are tuned to a live edition of the Israel Show. We are almost always live, and we are live with you throughout this uh, this month of um, quarantine, if you will. Happy to be here with you. Thank you for uh, choosing to listen and make us a part of your week. What's going on in Israeli politics? There's no government yet. <laughs> we had a major analysis of the situation when when it first broke that, um, that Benny Gantz agreed to go into a coalition government with Netanyahu and we spoke, we discussed the whole issue of uh, how that ultimately broke apart blue and white, taking away the major opponent that Netanyahu had in a future election, whether Netanyahu really wants to have a government with Gantz or this is all a tactic. It's hard to say. Every day or every other day, the Likud leaks (laughs) 
a story basically says there was a meeting of six hours between Gantz and Netanyahu, and they thrashed out all the issues, and everything, and the deal is this close, and almost everything is ready, and nah, 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 nah. and then another day goes by, and it's oh, oh, there's still a few more things left, and <laughs> and and this just keeps going on for weeks now, weeks. And Netanyahu is just schlepping and schlepping, and Gantz has no leverage. Gantz learned how he fell into the trap. He now looks back and realizes he, all his leverage is gone. The big party that he had, he no longer controls because Yair Lapid and um, the other faction, Telem, broke off, went their own way. Gantz is left with a fractured party. And he has very little leverage over Netanyahu. And Netanyahu can just keep schlepping it along until he gets what he wants or he calls a new election. What does he want? He wants several issues relating to the courts and the fact that he is going to appear before a court because he has three indictment with three counts, I should say, um, is... um, is something that a lot of people look askance at. But whatever. So that's where it is. Still at a standstill. Still the possibility that Netanyahu will agree to go into this coalition if he gets what he wants. And if not, he calls another election, which nobody wants. And I think it would be a very unpopular move. But at the end of the day, he may win. Especially looking at his performance as the leader of this country under the um, coronavirus situation, his leadership is strong, very, very, very strong. Okay, well, we're telling our affiliates, (laughs) we do this every week now, um, that due to the fact that there are no sports, so I'm told, there will not be in addition this week of After Further Review, which is the Yoni Pollock's show about sports. And so we'll just keep going until um, till we run out of energy to keep going. We'll keep bringing you some great music, and we have some interesting topics, and I guess after this next musical break, we'll discuss something that I've been looking into. It's a tease, and I say it's a tease because I don't have all the answers by any means, to this question, but there's no question that there's something here. And the issue is, the answer to the question, why don't we say a full Hallel on all of Pesach? Why do we only say full Hallel on the first day of Pesach, the first Yom Tov, or in Chutzlar, it's the first two days, and all the rest of the days we say half Hallel? And I'm assuming that 95% at least of our audience will say, oh, <laughs> what a stupid... I know the answer to that question. And I'm here to reveal to you that it's not clear that what you think is the answer to that question is the answer to that question. Or is the only answer to the question. Or is even the main answer to that question. So hang on. going to go to... Uh, Kanfei Ruach, and this is uh, the version by Moetza Tashiraha Yudit Singolda, words by Rav Cook.
Lachan by Avigail Uziel Amar. My name is Mayor Weingarten. You, and you, and you, and you, and you, and everybody else, you are tuned to the Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. <laughs>
Yan Feiruach. Yet another of the numerous versions that we uh, have here. At the Israel Show, my name is Mayor Weingart, and you're tuned to the Nachum Siegel Network. So over Chag HaPesach, that now I understand is, in fact, officially over. I've just got that n- note. <laughs> A friend of mine was very much taken by the famous answer to the question, why don't we say full halal on all days of Pesach like we do on Sukkot? And the answer that 95% of the people who went to Hebrew school, yeshiva, etc. will tell you is because the angels came to God wanted to say Shira, and God said, Ma'aseh yadai tov'im bayam va'atem omrim Shira. My handiwork, my creations are drowning in the sea. You, you shouldn't be saying Shira. You shouldn't be rejoicing with song and praise while the Egyptians are drowning. That is the standard answer that you will hear, I believe, from 95%. Of, uh, of Jews that you'll ask the question to. There's only one problem. Well, I shouldn't say only one. There's several problems. One is, that's not what the Gemara says. <laughs> that's a good starting point. Second question, which the Torah Tamima brings up, is, we're still saying Shira. We're still saying Hallel. So we're leaving out the beginnings of two of the Prakim. So we leave out two segments. We're still saying everything else. We're still rejoicing. We're still singing. How does that do away with God's, as if God's saying, you shouldn't be rejoicing because my creations are drowning in the sea? So I started doing some research and I found something which is just. Amazing. So I'll share with you the bit that I have, and I will openly admit that there's still much to be understood here that I don't understand, and I will try to delve into it in the future with with the help of uh, of some friends, some Tamidei Chachamim and others, uh, to try and get uh, a better handle on it. But I will share with you the the basic idea. I'm going to read in part uh, this part now that's coming up from uh, an article that appeared in the OU Jewish Action by Rabbi Dr. Ari Zivatovsky, who quite a number of years ago we had the privilege to interview here on this show. And he has a uh, a piece that appears every every edition, What's the Truth About? The Different Common Misconceptions. And he writes, he quotes the, the Talmud in Erchin, Daf Yud, Amr Aleph at the bottom, and Amr Beit at the top, which this is the discussion in the Talmud listing, the, listing those days on which Hallel is recited. And then the Gemara goes on to ask why Passover is different than Sukkot. 
where on the last days of Passover, after the first Chag, only half Hallel, quote-unquote half Hallel, is recited, while on the entire Sukkot, a full Hallel is recited. Now you would expect that we would find this Midrashic answer of Maaseya Daitovim Bayam. But it doesn't say that in this Gemara. It doesn't appear in this Gemara. There is a totally, totally different answer. I'm going back to Ari Zivotovsky. Now the answer given in the Talmud is that after the first day of Passover, the Musaf sacrifices are identical each day. Well, on Sukkot, a unique Musaf sacrifice is offered each day. You might say, so what? He continues. The Musaf sacrifices are indicative of the character of the Yom Tov. By mandating the same sacrifice for each day of Pesach, the Torah is teaching us that the character of each day remains the same throughout Yom Tov. However, the varied sacrifices of Sukkot reveal to us that each day of the holiday is different from the others and therefore in honor of the special meaning of each day of Sukkot represented by each specific sacrifice, a complete Hallel is recited. So here, um, Rabbi Dr. Ari Zivotovsky is quoting the Gemara. He's also quoting the question and the answer and then he is adding his interpretation the Gemara only says the reason is because of uh, that in Pesach the Musaf is the same throughout and on Sukkot it's, it, uh, it changes from day to day. Where does the Gemara discuss this whole question of his God's handiwork drowning in the sea and so forth? Totally, totally unrelated to the question of Hallel. For whatever reason, and this is the part that I I can't answer, for whatever reason, already in the 13th century, the Shibole Haleket, a Rishon, cited by the Beit Yosef in Orach HaSholchan, quotes this otherwise unknown Midrash as suggesting that the reason for the half Hallel on Passover is because God prevented the angels from singing while the Egyptians drowned. And then it's brought by later Postkim as well. In the Mishnah Brewer, I believe it is the only reason that appears. And that is something that I, I don't understand, I have to look into. But what's interesting to point out, and this was the big aha moment that I had, there is another version of this Medrash. But in both cases, the medrash appears on the words "velo" on the words "velo karav ze el ze kol halayla," as the Jews are running away and the Egyptians are chasing after them, and the Jews now come upon the sea, so their back is up to the wall, so to speak, up to the sea. The Egyptians are closing in quickly. The pasuk says that God moves. The Amuda Eshva Anan, the Amuda Eshva Amuda Anan, the pillar of fire and the pillar of clouds that were showing the Jews the way, he moves them behind the Jewish people so that they're in between 
בין מחנה מצרים ובין מחנה ישראל. There, it's, it's, the pillar is in between and blocking the view so that the Egyptians couldn't really attack the Jewish people even though they had them trapped because their vision was blocked. And this is where the Medrash says Ba'u came to Malachim and wanted to say Shira and God said my handiwork are, are drowning. So what does that have to do with Lo Karav Zelzekol Halayla? Right? That's, that's the question. We also know that the Jews, not only did the Jews say Shira, it's a huge issue, it's a huge compliment, and always brought in a positive way that the Jews said Shira once they crossed the sea and the, and the Egyptians drowned. And the Shira begins... The horse, the chariot, and the rider was thrown into the sea. So you can't even say that, oh, the, the shirah, the, the song of praise, is only about rescuing the Jews and not about defeating the Egyptians. The, the song starts with that. So we have a few questions, and it seems that they're answered by a version of this Medrash that appears elsewhere. I don't have the exact source. And there it says that when the Jews were on, on uh, you know, with their back to the sea, and the Egyptians were r- running after them, Ba'u Malachei HaSharet to praise God. God said, No, you can't praise me now. As it says, they didn't approach each other. So the Medrash says in Yeshayahu, where we get the idea, the text that tells us that the Malachim praise God every day, it says, and we know this from the Tefillah, V'karaz zeh el zeh ve'amar, Kadosh, 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 Hashem Tzvaot, and so forth. So the, the Medrash, like in so many places, the Medrash finds a similarity in words and connects the two and fills in the parts that might be missing. So the Medrash is saying in the story of the Egyptians and running after the Jews it says that God created this this um, this barricade so to speak of the Amuda Nanva Amuda Eish Vilo Karav Ze El Ze Kol Halayla and in Yeshayahu it says, V'karaz ze el ze, karav ze el ze, karaz ze el ze. It reminds, it reminds us of the same words. What, uh, what happens with karaz ze el ze? The Malachim want to praise God. So, V'lo karav ze el ze, the Medrash learns, the Malachim didn't get close to each other. They wanted to get together to praise God. They came to praise God. Again, it's a Midrashic allegory. They wanted to praise God. And God says to them, How could you be praising me now? The Jewish people are in danger. 
how could you come to praise me when my children are in, in such a difficult situation? Because of that, God said, now is not the time to praise me. So this takes a whole different turn. A whole different turn. The Malachim wanted to praise God like they do all the time. And the reason the Medrash brings it up is because of the similarity of the words V'karav ze'elzeh, lo'karav ze'elzeh, and V'karav ze'elzeh. God says, don't praise me now, the Jewish people are in trouble. Now is not a good time to praise me. In fact, the Medrash goes on to say, It's sort of like a king whose son was kidnapped. So he gets ready for war, and he goes, and he's going to do battle to bring his kidnapped child back. And in the meantime, people come by as he's walking to get, you know, to, to the battle. People come by and want to say, you know, hail the king or whatever. He says, uh, n- now's not the time for this hail, hail the king thing. I'm, I'm going to get my kid back. And so the Jewish people, God's children, were in a difficult situation uh, up against the sea. The Malachim come and they want to do their usual praise of God. And God gets angry at them. My children are in a, in a tzara, are in a, a difficult situation. The Medrash goes on to say, so what happens when the Jews, in fact, are saved and cross the Yamsuf and come out on the other side and see that the Egyptians have been killed? So the Jews want to say Shira and the Malachi Hasharet want to say Shira. And God says, no, no, no. God says to the Malachim, you don't get to say Shira. My sons, they're the ones who get to say Shira. My children are the ones who get to praise me. And that's why the Jews ultimately said the Shira Al Hayam. So, in the version of Masaya Dai Tovim Bayam Vatemba according to this understanding of the Medrash, it is the Jewish people that are drowning or about to drown or in risk of drowning. And God says to the Malachim, while my children are at risk of being killed and of drowning, now is not a time to praise me. And it makes sense with the Gemara that doesn't bring this Medrash as a reason for why we don't say Hallel on the second part of Pesach. A lot of questions still remain, but I blew my mind when I saw it, and um, I figured I'd just have to share it with you, and today we have extra time, so here it is. Hopefully it was clear. If not, Eventually, when I get down to the bottom of all the questions that I still have, we'll try and bring it to you again in a clearer fashion. Um, oh, this was a new Vahisha Amda that um, Eden Benzaken recorded. I think I played it last week. I loved it. It, it's, it, it has inspired me over this Pesach, so I will share it with you again. Eden Benzaken. 
with um, Yonatan Razel's famous Vahisha Amda. My name is Mayor Weingarten. You are tuned to the Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. <laughs> Shalini 
כמו סופה מן הים עולם, כמו טפה של מרים פועם, ואין תרופה בעולם. הלב שלי מרים ידיים, כבר מועד לא עומד על הרגליים, שבר כלי שאין בו כבר מה, והשמיים הם לי חומה, איך אבוא בתוך הים, ביבשה. ורק אתה יכול להפוך מספדי למחול, לזכך את החול, לרכך בי הכל. ורק אתה מבין איך לגשת ללב שלי, משכך כל כאב שבי, מרפא
שלי נקרא לשניים, מה שלא ראתה שפכה למים, כמו סופה מן הים עולם, כמו טרפה של מרים פועם, ואין תרופה בעולם. ורק אתה יכול להפוך מספדים למחול, לזכך את החול. לרכך בי הכל. רק אתה מבין איך לגשת ללב שלי, לשכך כל כאב שלי. מרפא את Yishai Rebo and Omer Adam with Yishai Rebo's uh, modern classic Halev Shali before that. Eden Ben Zaken with a uh, version of Vehi Amda, which is a Yonatan Rezel composition. And we're going to end off with an Aaron Rezel composition where he is joined by his brother Yonatan Rezel. Tenli et hayom hazeh. Give me this day, let us make the best of this day. that we have been given as a gift like every other day before it and hopefully so many days after it. Before we do that, we're going to end off as we usually do before our last song. We're going to say thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thanks so much for listening. Thank you for all your Facebook likes and comments. Feel free to take a look, give a listen, and give us a like. Take a look, have a listen, and give us a like. On our Facebook page, facebook.com slash The Israel Show. Facebook.com slash The Israel Show. And thanks to the staff of the Nachum Siegel Network. And my very special thanks, as always, to Nachum Siegel. Coming up, in, if you're listening live, it's in about a half an hour. 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 6 p.m. Israel Time. Novik now with Jake Novik, who's had such great, great, Uh, shows and written pieces that he's done during this uh, coronavirus period and um, it, it is so worth it for you to listen to what he has to say and he's going to talk about the superiority shown by many who think they know it all about corona and what we can personally learn from that behavior so that's coming up on the Nachum Siegel Network and then we return to great Monday Music Marathon Until next Monday, immediately following JM in the AM, this is Mayor Weingarten reminding you that nice guys do not finish last. Oh, no. They're just running in a different race. תן לי את היום הזה, הגלה עוברת וקורת אליי, בוא עליהם. 
העגלה עוברת וקוראת אליי בוא Thank you. 